Another payroll report is in the books, and it's basically the same one that we've seen over the last six months, which is already a telling clue. There have been widespread job reductions and in the key parts of the labor market. However, they're not huge, and they're being offset and balanced right now by some other non-economic sources. So why is this labor market cycle and really the recession business cycle taking so long? Well, we already know part of the answer, that's labor hoarding. We also need to understand that the processes by which we turn from one part of the cycle to the other isn't a continuous one. Instead, the economy, the labor market in particular, has gone through two phases so far, and we're sitting here waiting on a third. November was confirmation that, at least according to these government figures, we're still in that second phase. So we'll examine what I mean by those phases and what those can tell us, but we'll also examine what the labor market data had for us, where is the recession already, and what parts are keeping the rest of it from following along in that same area. And what can that tell us about what we should expect coming up over the next several months into next year? To begin with, the labor market data itself. The payroll report, the headline, I'm sure you've heard by now, was up 199,000 in the month of November. It was a bit faster than 150,000 in October. September, remember the big September middle finger? That was 262,000. At least it's been revised down by about 70,000. Of course, now it's 262. So what you really see is that over the last six months since May, and this is a theme we'll keep coming back to, the payroll reports have slowed down, but they haven't fallen yet. Private payrolls, which is a crucial indicator here too, those increased by 150,000 in November, only 85,000 in October, and it had been 199,000 in September. So like the overall payroll report, private payrolls have actually slowed down much more, more significantly too, which again, there's a key, a crucial key there. So what do I mean by periods? Recession, recessions don't just show up out of nowhere. As I said in a recent video, there's a non-linear transition. And really, at times, there's often several transitions. Business cycles are discontinuous. They're not smooth. It's not like they go in linear fashion. Instead, what we should expect is there's a transition period. And this one is a particularly long one. Again, as we mentioned, labor hoarding is... A, is to a degree we've never seen before for somewhat understandable reasons. Businesses do not want to part with their workers. That being said, many of them are, as we'll see in just a moment. But first, what we, all, what we see in the overall payroll for statistics before digging into the details is that there is two distinct phases so far. Like I said, we're waiting for the third one. And it really started the slowdown from the 2021 rebound. The first phase, the first slowdown phase, that really showed up around March 2022. No surprise there. Had nothing to do with the Federal Reserve starting rate hikes. It had everything to do with consumer price pressures that at that point had been exploded by oil surging in response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So March of 2022 is a key inflection point where we see the labor market and the general economy to, to quite a lot of an extent in a lot of economic accounts. March 2022 was the first transition. Remember the technical recession in GDP? This was all part of it. The second part, we got out of the first phase, went into the second phase 
around May of 2023. Now that's not the same in every single data point, but by and large, the balance of evidence shows May of 2023 into June, so June 2023 since then, that shows, that tells us that there's been another transition, another phase, an initial slowdown that was just a modest slowdown, and then another slowdown period over the last six months, which is in the labor market, it's more of a slowdown than it had been beforehand. And we can see this in the statistics provided by the government, the payroll statistics. The overall CES or payroll numbers, those had averaged 608,000 per month over the six months up to and including February 2022. So just before oil prices surged, the uh, labor market was still recovering, trying to get back lots of jobs that had been lost in 2020, in 2021 to an extent. The six month period up until May 2023, so really over that year in between, but up until May 2023, the six month average had slowed way down to 279. Still solid, but obviously substantially less than before. But the six months since May 2023, so that's June, July, August, September, October, and now November, the average has come down to 186,000. Still relatively solid, but as you, again, as we'll see in the details, there's more, there's more going on than 186 will show, will show you. But again, for our purposes right now in this part of the video and our part of our analysis, you can see the different phase transitions from recovery or limited recovery after 2020 contraction, then the initial slowdown concurrent to oil price spike, then another slowdown, which happened in the middle of this year, right after the banking crisis, credit crunch, all of that stuff. So in the labor market, businesses looking at cutting costs, businesses hiring less, slow down in the labor statistics. And it's even more substantial and even more obvious in terms of private payrolls. Again, I keep giving you clues here. Private payrolls in the six months up to and including February 22, were, were increasing at the same exact 608,000 average per month rate as the overall payroll report, which meant not a lot of government job, no real government job growth during that period. However, the six months up until in, including May 2023, that had slowed way down more than the headline payroll report to 229,000. And over the six months since May, it's, we're way down at 130,000 in private payrolls. That's an incredibly weak number that you don't get that you don't get that sense from all of the headline statistics. So with November's payroll figures, it simply adds another to that second phase. It's not yet the third phase, at least according to the establishment survey. Now I should mention the household survey, the unemployment rate dropped to 3.7% from 3.9% because the household survey experienced a rapid increase, a large increase in the month of November after a pretty substantial decline in October. And the household survey tends to do that from month to month, which is why most people pay attention to the establishment survey. The other reason we like the CES survey in this respect is it gives us a lot of individual detail. We get more granularity inside the payroll reports. And in this case, we're going to look at what's happening in individual industries to see if they can tell us what we should expect or what's really happening in these individual slowdown periods. So if we're in the second period looking at the third period, where is their weakness and what does that weakness tell us about potentially the overall state of the economy, not just in the labor market, but everything else beside it. And we'll start with where it's been the weakest. We'll start where not only are we seeing 
uh, lack of hiring, we're also seeing job cuts, outright job cuts, and that's temporary jobs. Temporary jobs have been declining since March of 2022. No surprise there. Explosion in consumer prices, explosion in producer and business prices. Businesses said, we're going to start cutting costs. And one of the easiest costs to cut is to get rid of workers that aren't really your workers that you're using to fill in for temporary purposes. Therefore, temp jobs, those have been falling since March of 2022. And about 261,000 have been lost over that period. Not a huge number, but definitely a key cyclical indication of where to start. And temporary jobs are a subset of professional and business services jobs, which is an enormous sector of the overall light labor market. We're talking more than 22 million jobs out of an economy that's, what, 157 million total? So this is a huge part of the services economy. And what you see in professional business services, in part because of temporary workers, but not just temporary workers, again, that inflection, March of 2022, shows up prominently. That's the first phase of the slowdown. And then you see again, May 2023, the second, the, last, the latest six months in the second phase of the slowdown. But in the second phase of the slowdown, in this enormous segment of the job market, we have slightly lower jobs. Not widespread huge job cuts, but widespread job cuts that just aren't huge. So the job cuts are happening as we also have to account for the fact that these businesses aren't hiring either. So that's a big one there. Another one, which I think most people would immediately expect or not surprised, be surprised by manufacturing. Now, the slowdown in manufacturing, the first the transition to the first phase of the slowdown happened a little bit later. That was October of 2022 as the inventory cycle really started to, to, to show up there. And it's been flat since February 2023. So a little bit different of a phase transition in manufacturing, which uh, that's at the leading edge of the goods economy recession, really, because that's what we've seen, the trade recession, we've seen the inventory cycle. But even with the inventory cycle, it hasn't been the massive amount of contraction that we associate with recession. Up until now, even in manufacturing, it's still a very modest, uh, shallow angle of contraction here. Another one related to manufacturing, the goods economy, wholesaler jobs. So jobs at wholesale firms. Again, you see the slowdown. That one happened around May of 2022, a little bit different there. And it's been slightly higher since March, but another slowdown. So we don't see the widespread job cuts. At least there were a couple months where that happened. But you don't see the same widespread job cuts in wholesalers. But you do in retail jobs. Retail jobs which is another large segment of the economy, although it hasn't really experienced much growth over the last 10 years for what should be obvious reasons because the economy never really boomed. But retail jobs are still about 15 and a half million as of November 2023. So huge segment there. And retail jobs peaked February 2022. I shouldn't say peaked. That's when you got the original slowdown, the first transition into the initial phase. The second phase right on May 2023. So this one lines up with the overall jobs numbers. And again, it's been lower, actually lower since uh, since May 2023. Over the last six months, retailers have on net cut jobs. There are layoffs taking place there. Another one which is partially related to manufacturing, wholesale, and retailer, basically the goods economy, transportation and warehousing. It's not entirely about moving goods and warehousing goods, but that's a big part of that segment too. And it's also a substantial industry. 
Again, just like uh, retail, just like everything else, transportation and warehousing jobs, there's been layoffs there ever since over the last six months. So you put those together, we have five different industries. Um, temps, again, as I said, that's part of the professional business services industry. Four of those industries are largely about the goods economy, which everyone dismisses because manufacturing is only 12%. Well, yeah, there's a lot of jobs that are related to goods. Cyclical industries driven by the goods economy are indeed cutting back. And when you add professional business services, we're talking about 64.2 million jobs. And when you put those five industries together, the, good, the four goods industry and professional business services, you're talking about net job losses of about 111,000 over the last six months. So we went from rapid recovery or partial recovery up to March of 2022, then a slowdown. And now since May, 2023, we are seeing job cuts. And more importantly, while these key cyclical industries are experiencing job losses, they're also not hiring. So they're not hiring and they're cutting from some workers. We have a labor market recession in this substantial part of the labor market. At 64 million jobs, that's a little bit less than half of all private sector jobs that are in existence. So this is a substantial chunk already experiencing modest recession. On the other side of that, where there's hiring and where there's actually acceleration in hiring, those are those have tend to be non-cyclical, even non-economic industries. Before we get to those, let's start with a couple that are um, private sector industries that are doing really well. Let's we'll start with construction. Construction, you see, there was a slight slowdown after February 2022, but it's really been rising solidly ever since then. So much for all the rate hikes from the Federal Reserve. Another one, leisure and hospitality, where a lot of jobs have come from. Unfortunately, over the last 15 years, one of the few industries where we've seen job growth, these are the lowest paying jobs. You get a little bit of a slowdown in February 2022, and then another one in March of 2023, but pretty much continuous job growth in these industries and up about half a million, 471,000 just this year, which is a quarter of all private jobs created so far in 2023. And then we get into the pure non-economic industries like education and healthcare. Those jobs just continue to go up year after year because they're not really related to the economy. The, the older the population gets, the more we need healthcare. Education is just completely, almost completely resistant to any economic slowdown whatsoever. And another one, and another one that I know people have been talking about, and rightfully so, government jobs. Government jobs have, for various reasons, accelerated. I mean, rapidly accelerated in 2023. They're up about 636,000 year to date. Most government jobs are local, not state or federal. You would expect if there is an acceleration of government jobs, it would likely come from local governments, municipalities. But in this case, that's not the case. Instead, what we see, first of all, the federal government has, they started hiring again in July of 2022, but starting in 2023 with the latest economic efforts from the federal government, the feds have been hiring. So. Federal government jobs are suddenly sharply higher just this year, as are state government jobs. Those bottomed out because they had been contracting, which is why I brought this up in the beginning. They had been contracting up until March of 2022. They kind of bottomed out there, but they've been off to the races, accelerating sharply higher this year to the tune of about 253,000 state government jobs created 
2023 alone. So why is the labor market cycle taking forever? And again, remember, the labor market is the key part of non-linearity. What will transition the overall economy from gentle slowdown to, hey, we're into a massive recession, that will be the labor market experiencing its third phase transition. We've seen the first phase, we've seen the second phase, and in the second phase, we do have all of the recession characteristics. They're just not huge, and they're not spilling over into the other parts of the economy as they would in this third phase I'm talking about. So you have cyclical industries that are reducing jobs, but they're still hoarding workers to a greater extent than we've ever seen before. So minimal amounts of job cuts rather than maybe much sharper that we would expect in a more typical business cycle. That's one reason. Another is some of these other industries that are just continuing to go on, they haven't yet been pulled into the same recession, construction, leisure, and hospitality, simply because those that are doing more well-off in the economy are continuing to do well-off, which is feeding into these other jobs. And finally, government. Government has absolutely ramped up the hiring in 2023, where there's all signs point to or there's all signs pointing to, that's not going to last much longer either. So that's one unique factor that has continued to support the labor market that will not be the same sort of support moving forward. And it, But overall, it's really cyclical industries are already showing the signs of a shallow recession thus far. That's really the second phase of the second phase transition in the labor market. And the November payroll report, despite its headline, despite the euphoria of its headline, continues as another one in that second phase transition. We're seeing the recession in cyclical industries and we're just waiting for this for the next shoe to drop to push everything into that third phase. So the recession's there. It just hasn't spread far enough. What do I mean by non-linearity in the economy? Well, check out the video I did just recently on what that actually means and why it is incredibly important to understand. As always, I thank you very much for joining me. Huge thank you, Eurodollar University members and subscribers. And until next time, take care.